you are now locked into the sounds of Boss Queen's Empire, where we normalize hard conversations in the black community, a space where we can motivate, relate, and elevate each other in thought. Black beauty, uplift my African queens, that's my duty. You don't know the tingle. and love family and welcome to all my new listeners it's your girl goddess esther aka first lady and you are in tune to the boss queens with voices podcast big shout out to miss undefined aka sisters keeper for this awesome intro make sure you follow her on spotify and all social media platforms she really is her sister's keeper Shout out to all the boss queens out there who are ready to level up their lives. I pray you're all doing great, vibrating high and ready to kickstart the week with positive energy, good vibrations. And you know, that just, you know, go get an attitude. Whatever the vibe for the week is, don't forget to take time for yourself. Be kind to yourself and make sure you pour into yourself first before you pour into others. We all know we cannot pour from an empty cup. Please be sure to also follow us on all social media platforms at Boss Queens with Voices and feel free to join our community of like-minded queens at bossqueenempire.com. You can also support your girl by sharing our platform with friends, family, colleagues and anyone else that you think may benefit from the podcast. Please also follow us, rate us and leave a review on whatever streaming platform you listen from and feel free to send in your feedback or questions by voice message using the anchor link below the description box. Let's stay connected queens, each one reach one and in turn teach one. This week's episode is titled No One Is Responsible For Teaching Or Healing You. So before we get into this week's topic, I'm going to start off with quote of the week and it is, feeling the need to be busy all the time is a trauma response and fear-based distraction from what you'd be forced to acknowledge and feel if you slow down. Um, I'm not really sure of the source, but um, that is the quote of the week. I did see that on Twitter and I did think that it was um, relevant for this week's topic. So, you know, just because you're busy um, doesn't always necessarily mean that you're productive. Um, Most times being busy is a distraction from what is actually happening in our our, um, present day life. Um, So most of the time, you know, we distract ourselves with work, relationships, you know, whether it's traveling, you know, making ourselves look good, pouring ourselves into our businesses, you know, pouring ourselves into education, going to school, that sort of thing. And it's all fine, you know, again, distracting ourselves, keeping ourselves busy. But again, we're not always necessarily being productive because if you're just continuously like working yourself, you know, running yourself, you're not really taking time to like look into yourself and, you know, embrace your emotions and your feelings, then 
all you're really doing is running yourself into the ground. So in the long run, you're not actually being productive. You're just being busy, you know? And for a lot of us, we don't tend to um, look at healing as we don't, a lot of us don't really look at healing as something that we need because, you know, there isn't um, a visual scar or a bruise or that sort of thing. A lot of us just tend to think that, you know, we can just plaster over a, a lot of things and just carry on with our day-to-day normal lives. And even in saying that, you know, a lot of us are throwing ourselves into, you know, jobs and, you know, various kind of distractions. And at the end of the day, it's not even, you know, it doesn't serve us. We're constantly, you know, tired, not only physically tired, mentally tired, emotionally tired. and. You know, you've got to get to a point where, you know, you just get tired of being tired and, un- and you know, uninspired. And for me, I think I hit that point, I'd say 2018, stroke 2019, you know, so probably like late 2018, going into 2019. I mean, I've been feeling sort of uninspired, you know, previously to that, but I would say 2018 stroke 2019 is when, you know, that pang sort of, you know, started to like echo louder within me, you know, that that need to, you know, to be doing more with my life, not necessarily, you know, I, I mean, I've, I've, I, I, at this point I'd graduated, I'd got a degree, um, I'm part qualified accountant, I've got a HND, you know, I'd, I've done certain things in my life to, you know, educate myself in the way of the system if that makes sense but um yeah so as the court was saying you know about you know keeping yourself distracted because you're not wanting to face certain traumas in your life um that was me I kept myself busy and distracted and for the most part I wasn't even aware that I was you know running further and further away from myself and you know a lot of us don't really understand that we're running further away from ourselves we don't we don't understand that you know our actual we're not we're not in alignment with ourselves in a sense that you know our body is at one speed and our and our um you know our essence our spirit our you know the thing that actually makes us our soul is is somewhere else you know so we're not in alignment and you know um Again, going back to, you know, 2020, as everybody knows, you know, it took for me for the whole world to stop that year, you know, the year of the pandemic. And like everybody else, I was forced to slow down. And um, I didn't necessarily slow down straight away because I did work pretty much um, for about three or four months of the pandemic. I was still going out. When everybody was locked down, I was amongst the few privileged that were allowed to go outside with permission to go to work. And um, yeah, it was probably about, I'd say August, 2020, that, you know, my job came to an end. And like everybody else, I was at home, the world has stopped, nothing was happening. You could even hear the birds tweeting. It was just, it was just a different feeling, 2020. And I feel like everybody, went through that, you know, that motion, you know, in some form, you know, way, some way or form you, you, you felt that sort of transition or that shift or that, um, 
normality, you know, if you wanted to call it that. Because, you know, um, yeah, anyway, not to ramble on too much about 2020 because a lot of people, you know, lived it, still head to tell the tale. But um, going back to 2018, you know, I knew that I wasn't in a place that I really wanted to be, you know. Um, my life wasn't where I wanted it to be. Um, yeah, I just graduated the September of 2018. Um, I studied and I worked pretty much the whole time that I studied. Um, and yeah, um, that was all in a bid to keep myself distracted. And what I, I thought it was keeping myself focused, but you know, upon doing, you know, my own, going on my own healing journey, it was, you know, all the things to keep me distracted from feeling and going through the emotions that I needed to, for me to be able to, um, you know, free myself and progress myself to the next level of my life, you know? Um, you know, my mum passed away late 2013, um, very suddenly, you know, um, I sat with her, I held her hand when she took her last breaths, you know, that was probably like the worst time of, not probably, that was the worst, you know, time of my whole life, you know, I've never experienced pain like that before, because anybody that knows my mom and knows me, knows that, you know, I, I really loved my mom dearly, and um, I was really close with my mum. And, you know, it was so unexpected for all of us. None of us expected, you know, no one expects death, obviously. No one expects death, I get that. But um, I just thought my mum was a superhero. I thought my mum was gonna live forever. It sounds stupid, you know, it sounds childlike, but that's how I saw my mum. My mum was, you know, there's nothing she could do. She was like superwoman for me. You know, and, you know, as long as my mum was here and around, I was safe, my children were safe. You know, I had nothing to worry about. As I said, my mum was my, you know, she was my superhero. You know, that nothing could, nothing could harm me, literally, as long as my mum was around. That's, you know, that's, that's how I felt about um, my mum. And, you know, um, going back to, you know, losing my mum, as I said, that was the, the, the worst time of my life, the most traumatic time of my life. I can't even put into words, you know, the, the feeling that, um, or the emotions that I was going through at, at that point of my life, you know, I, I was totally, I was actually broken, you know. Um, yeah, my whole, world, my whole world was shattered, you know, there was, the, the, Whew, there, there, there's there, there's just nothing like you know I haven't I personally haven't experienced anything worse than losing my mom and I have lost a few people in my life which I'm gonna go on to um in in a bit but um yeah losing my mom was just like the worst and you know I'd, I I visited my mom the evening before she passed away and I remember um. One, I was going out with, you know, a few of my friends and I remember leaving the hospital and not really quite wanting to leave the hospital, but, you know, nonetheless leaving because, you know, I was going out with my friends and my other siblings were at the hospital with my mum and, you know, the nurses were even complaining that there was too many of us in the hospital because my mum has, you know, many children and plus her grandchildren. 
plus our church children. So there was a lot of us at the hospital. So the nurses were complaining we had to leave. So long short of long story short is that, you know, that day I left reluctantly, as I said, I had a few words with the nurse, cussed her out, to be honest, not a few words, I cussed her out. And then um, I left the hospital. And then obviously the next morning, um, my sister called to say that, you know, we had to go to the hospital. It wasn't looking, you know, very good for my mum. And yeah, um, you know, my mum, she she held on, you know, with everything that she had until we all got to the hospital. And as I said, um, yeah, I watched my mum pass away. I held her hand, you know. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I held her hand while she, she left. And... Um, yeah, as I said, that was that has been the most traumatic um, time of my life, and I, I don't I don't think that I really allowed myself. Um, sorry, I didn't really allow myself to process the emotions. I mean, I did, I cried, you know, but at, at a point, I just blocked it out because for my own sanity, I had to block it out because you know it was just too much for my heart to deal with. So. Um, as I said, um, you know, fast forward to 2015, um, I enrolled into university, you know, that was something that my mum would have always wanted me to do. So I did it. And just as I started uni, um, I was married in 2012. Sorry, I did skip a bit. I was married in 2012, um, 2015, just started uni. Um, the actual, actually, the second day of me starting uni, um, I get a phone call and my husband is dead. And again, um, you know, when, when my mum passed away, he was sort of like, you know, he was sort of like the person that, you know, as I said, my mum was like my superhero, the, you know, my defence, my, you know, she was a person that protected me and my children, you know, not having, obviously... Um, having that stable, you know, um, stable foundation that I would have wanted in my life. My mom was that stable foundation for me. And when I'm when I married my husband, um, naturally, you know, he would be the the um, stable foundation that you know I transition on from my mom, you know, to to um, live in a life with my husband now and. As I said, he was um, killed in 2015. And again, um, the trauma that I went through at that point, not only reliving the trauma of losing my mom, but also now losing somebody that, you know, I believe that I would have spent, you know, um, you know, probably the rest of my life with. And, you know, it was, it was, it was, um, it was, a, it was, it was a bittersweet, moment not even a sweet moment it was just a really a weird you know experience he passed away on our anniversary on our third anniversary he passed away and again I didn't I did I cried you know you didn't you know you, you think you're grieving you think you're processing all the emotions that you should be um processing but um again as I said I just buried I I, I put it away into a box um got myself you know, back together. Well, I thought I got myself back together. 
you know, trying to be strong for myself, trying to be strong for my um, children, um, trying to, you know, not show myself breaking, even though I was breaking inside, not trying to show myself breaking on the outside because not wanting to hurt my children or make my children, you know, have to feel that pain, if that makes sense. So I was trying to like absorb everybody's pain, if that makes sense. And yeah, um, as I said, you know, I, I kept myself busy. I kept my, I went to uni, um, spent three years in uni. I worked when I wasn't at uni. So I was pretty much always working. I was always doing something. So I'd leave uni, go to work. Then I'd come home, I'd have assignments to do. Sometimes I'd be up to crazy hours in the morning. Sometimes I wouldn't even sleep and I'd be back at um, lecture. Then, you know, um, back to work. And then in my spare time, I'd travel and then I'd go party. I'd go wild in Jamaica, I'd, you know, get every chance I got to travel to Jamaica. I would. That was normally like twice a year. And I would just party and let out all my frustrations and you know, it was only, it, it took me, you know, way into 2020, even 2021 to acknowledge that I have so much healing to do. I have so much trauma that I've carried for so, you know, for so many years of my life. And again, it goes even further back, you know, to other people that I've lost that's, that's dear to me. My children's dad passed away, you know, in 2006 and, I've just had untold amount of trauma to deal with. I'm not saying I've had more trauma than anybody else, but the, the point that I'm trying to make is that it's not anybody else's, um, you know, it's not anybody else's place. It's not anybody else's responsibility. You know, it's not even anybody else's right to heal you or to to um, to teach you how to heal yourself or to teach you how to live a better life that 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 burden you know falls on 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 yourself it doesn't it's not nobody else's um you know um responsibility and again as i said sometimes we bury ourselves so deep into work into school into relationships friendships business whatever it is you know running and trying to escape our trauma not knowing that we can't run forever at some time, at some point in our life, we're either going to expire or we're going to actually run 360 back into the same trauma that we're trying to run away from. So if you, if you don't pass away before you've dealt with your trauma, what you're going to do is run in a whole 360 circle until you just stumble back into that trauma. And when you do stumble back into that trauma, it's not necessarily going to be easier to deal with, you know, because you're having to relive something that you could have put up you know to bed or you could have dealt with 10 years ago 15 years ago so it's not always necessarily you know um the sensible thing to do to you know run away from you, you know your, your traumas and again you know even in terms of like educating yourself like self-educating yourself it's not even just about the education that you get from the mainstream education system, educational system we have to go we have to we have to actually unlearn all of that shit if it's not benefiting you directly in the sense of you know sustaining 
you know a roof over your head like making you money business wise it's not relevant it really is not relevant because in what in real life is going to help you is what you have to learn now so all of that nonsense that we've been taught and that we've lived for we've lived with for how many bloody years we've got to change that whole mindset we have to unlearn all of that shit and learn new shit not even shit learn the new things that are going to actually benefit and sustain our lives and there's no excuse for anybody in this time in 2022 there's no excuse for anybody for not wanting to teach themselves or for wanting to heal themselves because we are in the age of Aquarius and if you don't know about the age of Aquarius, the age of Aquarius is the age of information. And you should know that we are in the, we, we've been in the age of information for, you know, a few years, but we are now directly in the age of information. Aquarius is the water bearer, the, 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 um, the sign of um, knowledge and transparency. And it's for us to stand up and use that information that we have now that is available readily at our foot fingertips because we can find any information that we we basically want just by opening our um, laptop, getting on your phone and just doing a quick search. Yes, not all information out there is credible, but amongst all the, you know, uncredible sources, you're going to find a lot of credible sources, sources and it is for us again to use our own discernment because again nobody's out here responsible for teaching you or for 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 healing you all we're out here doing is sharing information so the onus is on each and every one of us to take that responsibility to teach ourselves um and to heal, heal ourselves you know and reading is a great way to start reading you know you can't ever go wrong with reading reading is information and whatever you read you're always going to get some sort of information from it so reading is just the first first place that anybody should start and there's no excuse saying oh I can't read or I'm dyslexic or I'm this or I'm that we've got audible books right now we're in the age of information information is readily available at your fingertips so there's no excuse for saying oh i can't do this or i can't do that if you wanted a pair of designer shoes you'd know how to go onto google and type in i need a pair of designer shoes so it's the same thing go into google i need books that teach me how to heal you know once you start on that search as god said ask and it shall be given you know knock and the door shall be open but the door's not going to open if you don't damn if you don't knock it you're not going to find the information if you don't seek it so again the onus is upon each and every one of us to be taking that step into empowering ourselves into healing ourselves into you know, self-actualization, like, who am I? What What is my purpose? Again, why, why am I here, you know? And once you start to, um, once you start to ask yourself all these kind of questions, that's how you start to unlock your healing. That's how you start to shovel down into your trauma, you know? Those are the things that help you to unlock, you know? Personally, that's what helped me to unlock 
a lot of trauma that I didn't even know I had within me. The past seven episodes that I've recorded, you may and you may not have realised, but a lot of it is me voicing and getting a lot of that trauma out outside of me. So even though I may be um, here speaking to you guys, I'm also on a journey of my own, on a healing journey and everything, every episode that I um, have recorded in the past seven weeks has been a part of my healing journey. So again, it's it's upon everybody to um, take that, to, to go on that journey for themselves because there's no excuse, you know? And I'm not here to heal or teach anyone. My only purpose is to just get everyone, get people to think, you know? Think outside of the box. I'm a deep thinker. I've always been a deep thinker from I was little, you know? And I've always thought outside of the box. So what I share with you is just like an extension of my mind and my thought process. It's your responsibility to learn. It's your responsibility to heal. And it's your responsibility to better yourself and your life, you know? And with all that being said, I'm going to leave it there for today. And if you'd like to be a part of the Boss Queen Empire, where we are all learning, we're healing, um, be around like-minded, me and be around like-minded queens. Um, you know, we're all on this journey together. No one, none of us are, you know, um, in the wrong place. We are all at the right place at this point that we're supposed to be at in our lives right now. But that doesn't mean that we must stay there. You know, it's like, um, I, I read a quote that said, just speaks, I think it said something along the lines of, um, just because you have trauma doesn't mean you must unpack and live there, you know? So yeah, sometimes you just got to deal with your trauma, um, deal with your hurt, deal with your pain, all the things that you just, you know, brushed under the carpet for, you know, the, the sake of staying sane and the sake of um, being able to stay strong. We're not doing that in 2020. 2020, where we are feeling and we are releasing and we are healing. So, as I said, if you'd like to be a part of the Boss Queen Empire, um, follow us on all social media platforms at Boss Queen Empire and feel free to join our community at bossqueenempire.com. So, until next week, guys, stay safe, stay blessed, and talk to you all soon. for the queens, African queens.